This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. Change is inevitable. However, growth is optional. So says John Maxwell. We talk a lot about change here on our show, and as we inch closer to our anniversary show, we are happy to report change is happening among our network and a bit of growth too. There are seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan, and they are all growing to meet the need in the communities they serve. But anyone can create change. Chaos is change. But the true test of leadership is can we as leaders, influencers, create positive change? Change has come to Michigan that hasn't come in a generation or forever. Politically, the executive office and both houses of the Michigan legislature will all align under the leadership of Governor Whitmer, Senator Majority Leader Winnie Brinks, the first woman to hold this position, and our guest, the newly elected Speaker of the House, Representative Joe Tate, the first black American to hold this position in Michigan. Representative Tate is a true leader who believes in us, our work at the Food Bank Council, and most importantly, he believes in the families across our state that struggle with living under the curse of food insecurity. He doesn't see what we do as mere charity. He sees us and the families we serve more like an investment with a very high and specific ROI. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional, but impact is on us. Change moves all of us to be better, to be different, and to become the change we want to see. Joe Tate is that kind of leader, and he is our guest today on Food First Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Representative Joe Tate is with us today. Joe is the newly elected Speaker of the House here in Michigan. And so, Representative Tate, thank you for joining us for the first time here on Food First Michigan. Hi. Thank you, Dr. Phil. Thank you, Jerry, for for the opportunity to uh, talk today. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, let me just give a pretty quick rundown here. Um, So you and I connected a few years ago when you were uh, uh, elected to office, and uh, we immediately had a a dynamic that most people don't have, and that is that we have both suffered under the tutelage of Coach Saban. (laughs) (laughs) So you as a football player at MSU, me as a leadership consultant, and, and but you went on to spend time after MSU in the NFL. You've served as a Marine, as a firefighter, and now as a representative uh, in Michigan's uh, House of Representatives. And now, Representative Tate, you are the speaker-elect for the Michigan House of Representatives. So for all of that service 
somewhere in there you 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 found the time to earn a graduate degree from the University of Michigan I think and it's a, it's amazing what you've con- what you've accomplished in your one handful of life and there's a thread that runs through it and it's all about service and I'm just excited and we say congratulations on being elected the speaker of the house Oh, thank you, thank you for that. And and as you as you mentioned, uh, Doctor Phil, it's um, I, there was a lot of uh, historic first. I think with this uh, election, uh, not only in the House, uh, but uh, also across uh, the Senate, uh, the the governor's office, and and our other statewide electeds uh, too. Uh, but one of those. Uh, first is, and I have to look at the record, I have to look back at the records and nationally as well too, is historic first being, you know, the the, the first speaker of the house that was recruited by Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I will I will hold that in in, in high regard and high esteem. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's got to go to the top of the resume right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I think, you know, for me, um, as you mentioned, uh, you know, service is something that, you know, that was, was taught to me by in a, uh, when I, at a young age. Uh, my dad was a firefighter. My mom was a public school teacher, uh, both in Detroit. And just growing up and understanding, being taught, you know, like you, you get fulfillment from giving back to others. Hmm. And investing and, and supporting others and, and working for others, uh, serving others. So that's something that's always been a core tenet of mine: is how how can I how can I be helpful uh, and supportive to others? And that's something that I will be carrying with me uh, into this new role next year. Well, when you think about your experience, certainly as a football player and and in the military as a Marine, and then you think about being a firefighter, you know, and now the speaker, right? Which of those experiences do you think is going to help you the most? I think for me, you know, during with athletics, with football, uh, learned a lot about how to work together um, in teams. And um, I, hmm. I felt that that brings a lot to the table, how to be a good um, teammate, essentially, because mm-hmm. that's what it is in, in the state house and the legislature. It's a consensus building organization. I mean, you have to pull others in uh, with you to, to get things done. And in the military, I learned um, a lot about leadership and a lot about um, essentially putting putting the interests of others before before um, before myself mm. um, and, and the role that I had uh, being a uh, infantry officer in the, in the Marine Corps. So I think both of those experiences have really helped uh, to to shape who I am today and kind of how I I will approach that role. But I will say. Those two experiences, I'll probably say more so my time in, in, in the Marine Corps um, has shaped kind of how I think about, um, um, you know, the transferable skill that I'll probably use um, or lean on the most uh, in this new role. Well, and of course, we have, you know, spoken with each other on several occasions about, you know, the challenges of, 
of communities and and how food security plays such an important role in in reaching people so they can you know reach their full potential and i know that when you're working on teams of course having everyone performing at their highest potential is one of the key success factors right and so i you know i i know that as we as we start down okay what is what is the next couple of years going to look like uh, we know we're going to be talking about that some more, right? What are the what are the key ways that we can make sure our community members can all perform at their highest potential? Because whatever barriers are in place that need to be removed, people still have to be able to do their very best, right? Absolutely, I, I, I think that's how we can be a, a successful. That, that's a big reason about about how we can have opportunity for all. When you have, um, you know, the focus on the basics, um, I think that opens up uh, more opportunities uh, to do things for, for people to be able to um, to get out there and, and be more successful. And as you mentioned, that foundationally, uh, ensuring that um, we have uh, less people that, uh, go hungry um, and be able to, you know, not having to worry about, you know, that that one area uh, is so critical in, in what we do. So, you know, making sure we mitigate food uh, insecurity with people and their families across the state just makes us a better, just makes us a better state and a more effective state in, in society in general. Well, Representative, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to have you here with us. We're going to take a quick break here, but I want, I want the folks to understand that what we're sharing about you and you're sharing about yourself today is really heartfelt, too, because I'll give you an example. Um, if, you, if you happen to call um, the speaker-elect, he will answer the phone and say, Hi, this is Joe. He, does, he has an, a list here. He could say, hi, this is Joe, the former MSU, NFL, Marine, f- uh, firefighter, representative, now speaker. But he doesn't do that. He just says, hi, this is Joe. And I think that speaks volumes about your integrity and your essence of who you are as a person and as a leader. And uh, we're excited to have you in this position for you to serve the state. But we're really excited to have you on the show today. So we're going to take a quick break and come back to speak with Representative Joe Tate, our friend and colleague in this fight for a hunger-free Michigan. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. He's Representative Joe Tate. We're all three back with you in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Representative Joe Tate, the Speaker-Elect for the Michigan House of Representatives, Jerry Brisson, the CEO and President at Gleaners Community Food Bank, and me, Dr. Phil Knight. We're here all three with you, and thank you for being with us. 
And so, Jerry, I know you have a burning question for Representative Tate, so let yeah, me throw it to you. I don't think I'm alone in this. It's like, all right, let's talk about what's on the docket. You know, <laughs> you're you're just elected, so it's probably, you know, pushing us a little bit. But, but what do you see coming down the pipe in terms of uh, the priorities that you're thinking about and, and hoping to make some movement on? Absolutely. So last week, you know, the voters of Michigan exercised their power and they put us in Democrats in a position to to lead um, and also put the governor um, in a position to have a a second term uh, resoundingly. And we've been talking about a lot of issues. and, And even before we were on the campaign ended on the campaign trail, our message uh, has still is resonated and uh, still going to be, um, you know, certainly no secrets or surprises where we're at, you know, focusing on people, focusing on families. So identifying what, what are those pocketbook issues? How are we uh, helping Michigan families putting food on the table? Um, and we have a few ideas around that. I know we've talked a lot about the earned income tax credit, uh, expanding that out. Um, as as an opportunity uh, moving into uh, next uh, the next session, also about the pension tax um, and um, being able to eliminate that. Um, also, you know, looking at how are we developing more healthy communities, how are we uh, fostering that uh, there too. That that ties into you know continuing to invest in our education, uh, making sure that our kids have the resources available for uh, being successful uh, in the classroom and hence being successful in life, infrastructure investments. The governor obviously talks a lot about the roads. It's been a priority for her as well as for uh, House Democrats, uh, but other infrastructure projects too, including water, um, as well as um, you know making sure that um, there are opportunities too for housing and, and attainable housing uh, in the future. So, again, these are, these are items that we have talked about uh, for a number of years. You know, we haven't in the House had the majority in 12 years, but these are certainly no, um, won't come to as a surprise um, uh, for people. And ultimately, you know, what we want to do is we want to listen to the people across the state of Michigan that haven't had a voice. In, in several years. We want to listen to them. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm a Detroiter, uh, so I want to hear from my constituents um, that have been in areas where there has been you know, disinvestment and be able to tell them and bring tangible results uh, to them and to know that they have a voice in Lansing. But we want to make sure that that's something that is communicated statewide. Yeah, you know what? I I appreciate your and I'm sure this list is just going to keep getting longer, right? It's it's going to be, you know, lots of things, lots of challenges in communities, right? I know one of the things we've talked a lot about on Food First Michigan is is for example the benefits cliff and and we know that's not just a state problem, but certainly something we always think about how do we make sure that we're giving people the right incentives even even, you know, if you're if you if you're working 
a job or two and, and you still can't make ends meet, sometimes you still need some of the benefits that get cut off because, well, now your your income is too high, right? There's so many things like that that, that we know we've, we've talked about and we're looking forward to having more conversations about, too. The earned income tax credit, by the way, something we have felt for a long time helps the people we serve uh, because, you know, it's, it, it, it allows them to take more of their own earned resources and, and return that, you know, back into the economy by being able to buy the food and pay their rent and, and pay their medical bills and other things that they struggle to do every month. So we, we've talked about that several times on our show, too. So we're, we're really looking forward to hopefully being able to make some progress on some of these key issues. Absolutely, and cer- certainly agree. And um, as we go along, I think that's going to be our frame of mind: is you know what are the policies, what are those uh, prescriptions that we can implement, um, and and try and do it at a a um, a fashion, you know, with um, at, at a at a speed and a pace uh, that um, residents of Michigan can see. And that I think that's going to be what you see from us, um, you know, in particular, you know, for us specifically in the House, but also um, I think what you'll probably see in the Senate and obviously the governor, um, you know, this has been certainly a pr- an approach from her. And, and, and wanting, you know, at another point, wanting to do it in a bipartisan fashion, you know, reaching across the aisle. We want to make sure that um, there, it, because there are opportunities, I think everyone wants to improve the quality of life for uh, their residents, you know, um, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. But that's going to be, I think, something that's going to be uh, a priority as well, too. I think one of the messages, I, I was privileged to attend the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. And I think one of the messages you walked away from that and one of the messages that I carried to that event was a couple of things that you mentioned, um, Representative, and that is, one, I think great leaders listen. And you just shared you want to listen to to the voices of lived experience in your in your district, but also as a speaker, the entire state. And I think that's that's awesome that's phenomenal i think great leaders really do listen and then when you when you talk about working in a bipartisan fashion i think hunger is an issue and a challenge that is is not even bipartisan it's actually nonpartisan i don't think there's anybody anywhere elected to any office thinks that children and seniors should go to bed hungry and that makes it a nonpartisan issue. There, there, there really shouldn't even be a, a, a debate here, right? I mean, we might want to have a little bit of discussion about how to, but not if. And I, I really appreciate and I, And I'm, I'm saying all this because these are conversations you and I have had, you know, prior to being on the show today. And I, I think that, that a galvanizing... Uh, opportunity here is while we're working on great policies like EITC and people's uh, rights and and how those flow into the work that we do in food insecurity and creating a food secure Michigan, one of the things that can really galvanize this work 
overall, I think, is the approach of how do we take hunger off the table for Michiganders who are seniors, who are children, and who are working. Absolutely. And, and just to, to add to that, um, which is a, a very good point, you know, just interacting um, with um, uh, the Food Bank Council of Michigan uh, when early on in my legislative career and in, in listening and understanding um, you were able to to shed light on 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 food insecurity and how much of an issue. I, I was surprised, frankly. You know, right. We sat down, um, you know, for the first time in, in about 2019, early 2019. You know, to find that almost a third of constituents and residents in my district were um, food insecure. Right. And uh, I wouldn't have known that you know, without without the work that, that you have done, um, uh, yourself and Jerry. Um, and that comes from, as you mentioned, trying to have um, and kind of open awareness, uh, which is important. And I know at the end of the day we have to make decisions, and that's going to be a part of it. But, you know, it's not, it's not having that, that's that opportunity to listen and understand that this, yes, this is an issue not only anecdotally when we mm. when we do listen from you know uh, hear from residents but also you know the 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 data which is another important piece to kind of get a broader uh, point of view that's incredibly important. Well, I know it's a priority because the governor in her first term formed the Food Security Council. Uh, which she didn't have to do, but I will say she did that as a result of being on this show. And we talked about it on the show. She uh, asked for a, a concept paper. We gave that to her. She included it in her health plan, and she followed up, and she kept her word and created the Food Security Council and asked me to chair it. So I know this is a priority for uh, the administration, and I'm excited to see what we can do together to take it to the next level of uh, creating a food secure Michigan. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this next segment. He's Representative Joe Tate. He is the Speaker-Elect for the Michigan House of Representatives. That's Jerry Brisson I'm looking at, and I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're all three going to be back. You come back and be with us, too. Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight, and our guest, Speaker-Elect Representative Joe Tate. Joe, uh, it has been Representative Tate. It has been um, a great just to get to know you and work with you. And we we share a, a, a person that, you know, that serves with you that I know food insecurity really literally does keep her up at night. It bothers her. Um, thinking about kids and seniors and working families that got more month than money. And that person is Representative Angela Whitwer. And um, in fact, she's the person who introduced the two of us. And, and part of her um, platform herself when she ran years ago was 
addressing food insecurity across the state and particularly in her own district. So I, I would be amiss if I did not um, mention Representative Angela Whitworth. Um, and I know she's been a, a great part of your team thus far. Uh, she has. She has. And, and there are you know, all of my colleagues just uh, I'm just incredibly fortunate to have them and to be able to uh, to serve with them, um, you know, f- you know, wherever they hail from, um, and obviously our our, our House Democrats, um, just really fortunate to be there and represent what we're you know we we came in together, um, in in the same class, and it's just been wonderful working uh, with her and and. Just understanding, you know, her priorities and knowing where her heart uh, is. Um, so it's incredible to have someone um, like that, along with the rest of of my caucus, uh, which uh, the 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 rest of the 54 members uh, of of the caucus um, with us, you know, in in this pursuit to do better. You know, one of the things we often say on the show is the less you know about a problem, the easier it is to solve, right? <laughs> and and part of the part of what you were talking about earlier was the importance of of listening to all the different voices. And that's that's really the the gist of why we make that statement is in order to really problem solve, you you got to listen to a lot of different people and really get the full picture. And and really if you're trying to build representative government in 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 the way that it ought to work where where everybody feels uh, equally good about it or at least reasonably good about it um, feels like this is a place where their voice is heard um, you got to do that work right you got to do that work of listening and 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 it builds that trust that makes government effective and and again I, I know that's something that's been important to you and uh, and we certainly believe it in food banking our work has changed dramatically because of listening to people and what works for them and and it makes us more efficient and it and it makes things better in community so, so with that as kind of a backdrop, how do you see that coming down the pipe? You know, that's that's a great question, and I, I think what we've seen more recently in uh, the deliberations, it, we're kind of at an inflection point, I think, in, in our not only our state but also in our country, uh, where we see the um, just a, a lot of of um, negative, uh, you know, uh, perceptions of our institution and of, of our government, you know, from local government on up to the federal level. And make no mistake about it, we, you know, our institutions aren't perfect. We're, we're trying to make them more perfect. Um, and it's certainly a human endeavor, um, uh, the way that, that we are structured as it, as it should be. Um, but I think it's, it is. I think there is a way, and there should be a way, to to show and to continue to communicate that government has done, can do a lot of good things uh, for people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's been some things that weren't so good, and we can we can point to to that, and we can be honest with that. Um, but ultimately, there's so many opportunities for good and, and for helping um, 
people and and, and supporting people. And I, I think having that trust, um, re, you know, uh, rebuilding, uh, I should say that trust because there have been a, a, uh, others that have come before me and have done this work um, and have done and made things better. So rebuilding that trust in our institution, uh, institutions and the work that we do is going to be it's going to be frankly paramount because I'm, I'm not going to be here. Um, you know, I, I have a finite amount of time to do work. So leaving it in a good place for the next person uh, to come in uh, behind me um, is going to be uh, something that um, will be important because we, we want to make this thing last. Well, I'm really excited to hear all of that. I was not excited to hear you say that Jerry asked a great question because <laughs> you will we understand. Have a, we have a tally. We have a tally. We have a scoreboard. <laughs> and he's like way ahead of me <laughs> on that. So I was like, you know what? We're not even going to play this show. You know? but, well, the questions you were asking, Dr. Phil, were great, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, it's okay. okay. You know, we'll, we'll give him We'll give him a, a – there's plenty of room for him to have, you know, uh, little little uh, marks on the board. So uh, we'll, we'll make sure we put one or two for him. Yeah. All right, you two. <laughs> this is how it's going to be. I can see that. Well, look, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting to be candid that you're in the position that you're going to be in and we'll assume um and it's the reason it's exciting is is because we know you have a heart for service and the families as you mentioned in your district um there is a disproportionately high number of folks who are struggling with food insecurity and the efforts on way are, are, as Jerry said, the less you know about a problem, the easier it is to solve. These things are complex, right? There's lots of things that come into play um, if we're talking about some of the, the basic need struggles that, that families have. And it starts with listening. You're a great listener. And it also starts with trying to create the right policies that enable people to reach uh, the level of self-sufficiency that they can. So we're looking forward to working with you on policies. And in the meantime, people have to eat today. <laughs> you know, it can't be either or, right? It has to be, we have to have this very balanced approach to, to what do people, folks need today? Because as we've talked, um, Representative Tate, if people are hungry, they really only have one problem because their mind then is held captive by that toxic stress. And they're not free to think about opportunities or better jobs or more education or whatever. Um, and so we wanna, we wanna make sure that we're addressing what they need today while we're building a better tomorrow for them. And I know that's in your heart as well. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, we can, um, you know, we, we have to to work to continue to listen. Um, I know um, my grandmother used to say, you know, uh, um, you can show people better than you can tell them. So, so we have to be able to hmm. to to get things done. Um, 
for the benefit of the people. Was, your grandma was really smart. I just wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty. Well, I think that's that's what's going to happen, and we're excited. So, Representative, thank you so much for taking the time. We know that um, the demands on your time and energy are, you know, infinite. But, you know, I'm thankful that you, uh, you, you cut a CNN interview short to be here on Food First Michigan. And, uh, you know, we're, you can help those guys out in another time. But thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you for your life of service. Absolutely. And thank you, Dr. Phil. Thank you, Jerry, for all of the work that you do um, and all of your service. Well, we'll stay at it together. Excellent. All right. Thank you. He's Representative Joe Tate. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. Jerry and I are back to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan in just a moment. Jerry, Representative Joe Tate, who is now, as you heard on the show, the speaker-elect. And uh, he's just always been a guy that believed in us and believed in our work. He's a humble man, and uh, you know he downplays the the service that he's done because it's just not in his nature to to play it up. And it's it's it is inspiring to talk with him. He's a good good human being, and he cares a lot about it. I mean, he he came to Gleaners, uh, you know, without a camera crew, right? right. He just came down there because he wanted to help the community, and you know that always impresses me when when someone who could bring a camera crew and kind of make make hay, if you will, just doesn't. Just says no. You know what? I, I'm I'm coming down here because it's the right thing to do for for my district and for people. And I, you know, this isn't about a camera crew. So really appreciate Joe and 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 you know, we know we can work with him. We know he's a thoughtful person. I believe him when he says he is going to reach across the aisle. I believe him when he says he's going to be a listener. It certainly aligns with my experience of him as a person. I I believe that's true. And you know, Jerry, I think that. You know, the the roles have flipped in the House and in the Senate, and I, I don't think there were a lot of folks expecting that. But I think this is a real opportunity that if it's, if it's seized in the right way, the issue, as I said on the show, of hunger across our state could be a galvanizing issue, not one that becomes divisive. Like There are some things that Republicans and Democrats are never going to agree upon. Hunger for children and seniors and working families does not have to be that issue. And that's it. And and because we have so many friends on both sides of the aisle who, I mean, I'll tell you what, just just watching you, doctor, walk into chamber and the people that come up to give you a hug. They're from everywhere, right? And and with a lot of different political points of view, but uh, but as you said earlier, we're th- this is not a partisan issue, and and it is food security matters. I mean, we we we've talked about why it matters so many times, but we can't talk about it enough. It is so much less expensive to manage food now than waiting until people are hungry, especially for long people long periods of time, especially for kids, especially for people who are who need medical help. You know, if you're hmm. not healthy, you're going to have a harder time recovering from anything. It, it There's just so many reasons why food security, 
touches us all in in very deep and meaningful ways. And there are effective ways to resolve it. And and we're looking forward to working with with this group now on on how we can do that better. And we will look forward to working with every group anytime because the issue is so compelling and effective. Well, somebody said my favorite color is plaid, (laughs) you know. And, 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 you know, that may sound like, well, you're a little wishy-washy. No, I'm laser focused on what my job and responsibility is. And that is to stand in the gap for the families that are suffering under this toxic stress of food insecurity. And, and in Jerry, whether they're Republican or they're Democrat, whether they're red or blue or independent or in I don't care. It does not matter to me. If they want to be a part of the solution, I want to work with them. I've seen it. I know it. And I'm your, I'm in the pew. You know, you, I, I'll listen to you preach all day long, doctor. I, I, I know it's true. Well, it's, it's, the way it, it's the way it should be. So this is not a partisan issue at all. But now it is time for a little food for thought. The measure of a leader is not how many people serve him or her, but how many do they serve. That is the number that matters. Joe Tate is a civil servant who I believe desires to serve all of Michigan and help remove them out from under the toxic stress that food insecurity creates. I'm looking forward to this positive change that Speaker Tate brings to Lansing, to the chamber, to the quadrant, as he steps in to lead and help us create a food secure state. The speaker-elect knows, like we do, that the only way to accomplish this Herculean feat is to put and keep food first, folks, food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.